Hello, everyone. Hi, Keith. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hi, Kath. How are you? Good. How are you? Great, thanks. We are back with the Worth Living podcast. It's Sunday. We just had a nice 15-minute conversation, and now we're ready to go. So let's just get into it. Let's go. So mm-hmm. this uh this conversation that we're going to have today is about uh, mental illness misconceptions. So just about mental illness in general, and then also about each of our individual mental illnesses, um, things that we've experienced ourselves. Um, it may sound like a little ranty because it is a lot of just like pop-ups. Oh, I remember this one thing. Oh, I remember this one thing because it is just like, it's, it's just something that you experience a lot when you're this open about mental illness um, and people do it. I, I don't think people mean to do it maliciously, but it is something that can end up really hurting people with mental illness. So I think the more we talk about it, the more people understand, the better it'll be. Um, so I'm going to start off. And this is something that I remember. I got an email from this man. His name was Vladimir. Um <laughs> And I got an email from him a couple of years ago when I first started blogging, when I'd like recently been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and I'd recently started uh, blogging for worth living and also for my own personal blog. This guy uh, decides to send me an email, link the email, actually a set of emails because I responded and he kept responding. He would not back down. And he told me that I did not have a mental illness because I was intelligent and I had a good sense of humor. As if mentally ill people don't. Right. Yeah, As we if, don't laugh. No. Right. No. We're all dumb and one-dimensional one and we don't know mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, I, I was honestly just sh- so shocked and so thrown off by it. And I was like, there's no way. This is, it was like 2017, 2018. I was like, there's no way people think this. And I think for the most part people have gotten a lot better than they have been but it 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 was not a standalone um opportunity that was not the first that was not the last time that that's ever happened to me um it's the most memorable because it was the first but certainly not the last um Mm -hmm. no if we just want to start uh popping off does anyone have something that they can think of off the top of their head yeah i'll I'll jump in if, if you don't mind okay um Kat, earlier today when you suggested this as, as the topic uh, tonight, um, one thing you, you, you mentioned, okay, that one misconception that is out there is that people with depression, me, okay, um, can never be happy, okay? Um, I'll go back in my life a bit, okay, if, if people will give me a few minutes here to share. Um, and uh, back in when I was 39 years old, okay, it was in November, okay, I met somebody. Okay, a woman. Um, and uh, she, I remember the day I met her. Okay, I was at a client's office. Okay, she walked into the client's office. I turned around to see who was coming into, in, in, into the room, and it was her. Okay, I can still picture her walking in. Okay, but this is a wonderful image. Okay, you know, in, in my mind. And at the time, okay, I was with somebody, and she was with somebody as well. Okay. Few months later, I was single. She might have been. I don't know. I kind of did not care. Okay, I thought <laughs> I'll just give it a go. Okay, um, she was just just captivating. I said I I gone to my client's office a bit more often than I did in previous years. Okay, but I would pop in and chat with her, and then you know, 
And um, yeah, she would turn out to be the most incredible woman I'd ever, ever met. Okay, our, our first date, which was her suggestion, okay, went to Las Vegas for the weekend. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, it was, it was just, every part of it was just incredible. Just exciting, okay, new. Um, and she said, let's go away for a weekend. I said, sure. I said, I suggest, let's go to a, a city that neither one of us has been to before. So there's no baggage. So nobody, there's no history there. And she said, Look, how about Las Vegas? I said, sure, love to. So we, off we went. We saw some shows. Okay. We, we gambled a bit. We hung out. We just had a, quite possibly one of the best weekends of, of, of my life. Okay. It was the first time away with her. And I mentioned, I, I, I speak about her in, in, in other occasions. Well, I mentioned her in the past, other podcasts. And I can do so because she has said, sure, Keith, go ahead. You can, you can discuss our relationship, okay? Because it, 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 it shows so much. Um, and at the same time, I'm in the midst of my, my, my deepest, darkest depression. It's just escalating, okay? Just taking over my mind even more so. But yet, I, I went away for a weekend with somebody incredibly special. And I had a great time. We laughed. We, we went for dinner. We saw Ziggy and Roy. We saw Cher before. It was just an amazing weekend. I could then, you know, come home having this great weekend, but still be in the midst of depression. So the two are not exclusive, okay? I mean, you can be happy, okay? You can still have depression, okay? I mean, it, it doesn't mean one without the other, okay? Um, so there's, there's you know, you know, a prime example, okay, that, yeah, I can still, you know, have depression, but still have, have, have a good time with somebody who, who I just met and, and who was special to me, you know? So there, there's, there's opportunities like that that, come along, you know, or I can still laugh. Like we, we joked earlier there, Tad, with, 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 your, with, with, with your story. We can still laugh. Mm-hmm. Okay? We can still smile. Okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, it wasn't it was such a dark place that I, I was, you know, I never said anything. Okay. Didn't enjoy or laugh. Okay. The occasion became less and less as the, as the depression, you know, heightened. Okay. But nonetheless, we're still people. Okay. And, and we're complex people and we have, humor within ourselves we have sadness we have depression from in my for me so you know, those things you know you know do you know fit together somehow mm-hmm. absolutely and i mean you say you say i'm a person who has a depression i've experienced clinical depression well i mean that, that that's part of you and that's something like that's a diagnosis but like a person isn't just completely depressed and like I think part of the misconception is people can have depressive episodes in their life like they mm. can have a time when they uh, lose their job or go through a divorce and they have a standalone stance and sure they'll feel like so upset and they'll feel like they aren't smiling they feel like they aren't laughing but if someone has a chronic disorder like they're gonna have to smile at some point they're gonna laugh like mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. have to be functioning and at some level exactly. otherwise people will notice like and no. at least when I go through depressive episodes, I don't want anyone to notice. I'm willing to pretend. But then there's mm. also genuine moments of joy and laughter and love and friendship yep. and everything. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I think that there's a misconception that when you're in a depressive episode, it's 100% of the day constantly in that same mood. Um, that you can't do anything whatsoever and that's not necessarily the truth at all because like we've mentioned in other episodes people uh, vary from person to person the disorder will be different right mm-hmm. yeah yep. 
definitely. The people are more dynamic than that. Mm, I know yeah. for myself, when I think of a specific moment where someone had a misconception about OCD, it was one of my best friends. Um, I had finally disclosed to him uh, that, you know, I have severe OCD and I'm getting out of treatment and, you know, things are going relatively well. And he just looked me dead in the eye and said, you can't have OCD. And I said, why not? He said, well, your room is so messy. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Uh, what? And I I couldn't tell if he was doing a joke or doing a bit. And then he said, I've seen an I, I've seen a video on OCD and, you know, it's all about being clean and organized and you're not clean and organized and you don't really care about germs or anything. And no. so I remember just being infuriated. Like I kind of said, because I value our friendship and I love you, I need to like a week away from you. Yeah. <laughs> I need to recollect. Uh-huh. I need to, you know, not be in your presence for a second because I want to punch you in the face. Right. You're in timeout. <laughs> You're in yeah. like, I obviously wouldn't do that. But, you know, you just have that intense, like, this frustration, right? Because you're disclosing something so personal about yourself. And yeah, you don't exactly. have to defend what it is and what it looks like. And the issue with OCD in particular is that it's presented a lot in the media as being anal, being finicky mm-hmm. about order mm-hmm. and yep. um, cleanliness and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And so there's like no talk about intrusive thoughts. There's no talk about uh, other forms of OCD, like picking skin, pulling out hair, certain telemania. Um, there's there's no talk about any of those things. And so I oftentimes have to provide a monologue to people when I disclose what OCD looks like for me. And it's also the same thing with um, eating disorders. There are so many assumptions about you need to be this size in order to have an eating disorder or you need to be not eating at all, which I'm sorry, it's impossible not to eat at all. <laughs> right? Um, oftentimes you're eating something. It may just be very little amounts or it may be you're uh, purging, which, you know, means that you're eating a lot of food and then getting rid of it. Um, but there are these, uh, these stereotypes about anorexia that are very, um, you know, it's very much framed as a white, cisgendered female mm-hmm. issue. Um, but it's not because there are men who suffer from anorexia, yep. non-binary mm-hmm. people, people mm-hmm. who have... Um, larger bodies um just you know we're all over the map right it's not so simple and so Mm -hmm. yeah it's very it's a very complicated issue and I definitely have had a lot of people uh question the significance of my illnesses um being a university student being in my master's program I had a lot of people say well you're performing so well you know you're doing Mm -hmm, so well mm -hmm. at school and when I see you you seem happy therefore you must not be mentally ill at all to which I say fuck your logic Um, (laughs) you don't know me (laughs) I like I I like how you described the definition of purging because I know when I um, first heard of eating disorders and like binging and purging I just assumed that meant throwing up so I would be like oh I'll watch and like if someone if like my friend who has an eating disorder, she starts throwing up down there, something's bad. 
Mm-hmm. And then I didn't realize until I read more into it, like I had a super unhealthy relationship with laxatives. And I learned uh, that laxatives yes. could be a form of mm-hmm. purging. And I, I do not have an eating disorder. I've had disordered eating at times in my life, yes. but I've never had an eating disorder. And but I didn't even realize that that was like such a bad thing to be doing until I read that. And I was like, oh, my God, this is something that could be really bad. I need to stop. Yeah. Before we go further, this probably doesn't. Well, no. Okay. Yeah. Let's address this because, you know, address it's still it. an educational yep. podcast, right? right. There yep. is disordered eating and there is an eating disorder. Yes. Disordered eating is more about culture. It's more about how we have developed particular habits of eating, but it's not necessarily harmful to the extent. I'm not saying it, it isn't harmful. I'm saying that an eating disorder you know, that that's more life or death, that's more severe, whereas disordered eating is having a problematic relationship with food, but you don't have to be mentally ill to have disordered eating. Correct. For example, in Mm -hmm. university, there's a large culture of females, particularly, um, probably men as well, but I know this specifically as a woman in university, um, where, you know, we may not wear a specific outfit because of our body image or we don't eat at a specific time of day because we know that's when we get bloated or, you know, we exercise to can- uh, cancel out uh, the food we ate the day before. Those are sort of forms of disordered eating that we develop as a culture, mm-hmm. um, whereas eating disorder is much more intrinsic Um it's much more uh, in well, not much more detrimental, but in ways, yes. <laughs> it's like it's very mm-hmm. complicated because it's a thin line, obviously. But yeah. no, I absolutely agree because I would say definitely I've had symptoms of disordered eating in my life. I mm-hmm. have n- I would never say I've been eating disorder. I honestly think that would be detrimental to my friends with an eating disorder to claim that I've had the same experiences as them because I have not. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. did I stop? Did I need to stop using laxatives? Yes, for sure. That was a problem, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't killing me. No, and the thing is, sometimes disordered eating can lead to an eating disorder yes. if it becomes so innate in your uh, your day to day life, and if it has harmful side effects on your body. Like, let's say you're using laxatives so much that you can't go to work, or you know you you are losing a lot of weight or you're becoming dizzy throughout the day, then yes, that could be a problem. Yeah. Like I, I was like out, I would have to like run out of the classroom was le- losing, like leaving class for it. But I, I still would not classify as an eating disorder. And also listening to my friends who have eating disorders, listening to their, the mindset that comes with it yeah, is something that I never had. And that was what clicked for me is like, I've never thought about, food and my body and like in the the grip that an eating disorder has mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like an iron fist as far as i can tell that i just have never experienced mm-hmm. mm. yeah there are a yeah. lot of conceptions yeah almost um, a myth that is out there you know mm-hmm. yeah absolutely like illness okay you know Assumptions, myths, myths um, misconceptions—that whole range of of, of 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 how people you know think and and, and look at people like the three of us, okay, oh, yeah. at, at respected illnesses. Yeah, um, it has changed. I think uh, 
things like this podcast. I hope you know we'll, we'll educate and, and and help people understand better. Um, I know it helps me. Okay, like I mentioned earlier, I understand eating disorders better than I did before you, you joined us, Katie. I've learned a lot from you, so thanks. Okay. Yes, definitely. Same as Cat and Bipolar. Okay, well, you know over the year, years I've learned something from you. Um, and people have to be open to learning. Okay, and, and not making these grand assumptions. Okay, one thing I really is a huge pet peeve of mine is I don't like people assuming how I am, how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. how I'm thinking, how I behave, and why. I will tell you mm-hmm. why and, yeah. and what I think and feel. Okay, that's my right. That's my prerogative. Okay, to to, to control that, that aspect of, of, of well of, of of me to control myself basically. Okay, and and to and to share as, as I choose to see, you know, as, as I choose fit. Um, so don't dare, okay, assume anything. Ask, inquire, learn. And admit educated. when you're wrong. Yes. There that's is something we struggle with as a society in all respects, politically, sure. socially, admitting when we don't have enough information on a topic to make an informed uh, opinion. Mm. Yes. And also just yeah. knowing that we'll never know more than the person actually going through it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I could read books and like learn from my friends and blah 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 about um eating disorders or ocd but i'll learn 50 times more in a five minute conversation with katie just letting her talk exactly Mm -hmm. and asking questions and Mm -hmm. saying oh i didn't know that and oh i used to Mm -hmm. i i thought it was this and then being corrected and then saying i'm sorry and then moving on it can be quick you can learn so much but mm-hmm. if you're not open to it and if people are so set in their ways of, oh, I already know about mental illness. I'm an advocate mm-hmm. for mental mm-hmm. illness. I already mm-hmm. know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know don't. all. I know everything. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I got a pretty good grip on this bipolar thing. Like, I think I know a lot. I know everything about my experiences. I like to think that I can speak for some bipolar people, but like everything else I'm learning every day. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the and misconceptions. Oh, yeah. go ahead. No, no, okay, okay. Go ahead, finish up. I was just going to go on to uh, some bipolar misconceptions. Um, I would say one of them is that people don't understand because, like, bipolar, there's bipolar one that has the mania, and bipolar two, which has hypomania, which I already <laughs> think is confusing enough. Mm-hmm. But people will say, like, oh, I'm feeling so manic today. Oh, oh yeah. I'm like, I'm so hyper. I'm feeling like i'm gonna go i just spent four hundred dollars shopping oh i'm like i'm gonna go hit up the guy i met at the bar last night i'm so manic and i'm like look if you were manic you'd be in a hospital mm-hmm. i've been manic yep. i've been full-blown manic a few times in my life and it has not gone well for me you <laughs> like <laughs> you may mm-hmm. think that yep. you're experiencing symptoms of hypomania which like you probably aren't but like just don't go there like like yeah. he says don't go there and um, if and if people think that's a good thing, yeah, they, yes. they, really, they really do not understand. Yes, people okay. think that mania is great. It's not a good thing. It's yes. not a good thing. It, and don't get me wrong, hypomania can feel great, especially mm-hmm. if I'm coming out of a depressive phase when I start realizing that I need less sleep and I'm more energetic and I'm getting things done and I'm going out with my friends, being spontaneous, like meeting boys blah, 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 like doing well on my schoolwork. Like, yeah, those are all great feelings. Sometimes I say that I'm, I feel so lucky to be bipolar because when I have that hypomania, like 
happiness I feel like Mm, I just am experiencing the world bigger and brighter than anyone else I do think that that is something very special but that is not all of mania that's not even half of mania that is like a blip like yeah (laughs) you know and then the there's also the mania where like I've had hallucinations I've had delusions that have been horrifying and like gut-wrenching I've been, I've gone to a mental hospital. I've gone to a second mental hospital. Um, I will not sleep and I won't eat and I'll drop lots of pounds because I'm just not eating. I can't focus on eating. I can't focus on anything. And it could really affect my schoolwork and it can affect my relationships because people are like, why are you acting like this? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of my friends, they're so good because they listen and they understand. And I tell them, I'm like, look, when I'm acting like this, like you have to calm me down. But when I'm in the midst of it, I'm so irritable. I hate when people tell me that I'm acting hypomanic because I'm like, just let me live. And like, (laughs) but it's something that affects people and like they could tell. And um, it's, it's just so much more than a happy feeling. Like, oh, it's a lot. And it's something I never really understood before being diagnosed with it. And that's why I don't really get upset with people a lot. My pet peeve is when people say that they're manic because I'm like, don't. <laughs> you're not manic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. be very, very, very thankful that you're not. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. the same thing with me and everyone around me saying I'm so OCD. Yeah, I, That really hindered my uh, work in getting my diagnosis because all I could think is if all these people have OCD and they're living their best lives and doing relatively well, then why am I bitching and complaining about having OCD? <laughs> yeah. And why yeah. aren't I doing yeah. well? Yeah. And so even to this day, like I'll meet strangers, I'll talk to friends. I know so many people who think they have OCD and I will sit them down and very <laughs> politely go over what do they mean by that? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell someone, oh no, you don't have this disorder. I'm going to yeah. hear them out first, hear what they have to say. And then sometimes I have to explain to them, I'm really sorry, but you don't have OCD. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes they find it's a part of their identity, right? It's, it's some wild stuff. Yep. Um, I always, I always say, if you feel that way, I think you should go see a psychiatrist. Yeah. It's out of my hands. If you really, 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 really feel like you're bipolar, trust me, you'll want to go see a psychiatrist. You'll want to get it figured out. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, yeah, it's, I, it's so strange, right? And I think with you, Keith, the fact that everyone in our in our culture, people use mm-hmm. the word depressed all the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a common word. Exactly, Katie. Yeah, yeah. And, and it should like, not be. Do you no. really? No. Or do yeah. you feel sad? Do you feel distressed? Yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, sadness and depression are not the same thing. No, you know, right. Not by any all. stretch, okay? I mean, but people put the two together. I mean, the story I, I explained earlier in the, in the podcast here tonight, okay? I mean, I fell in love during de- my depression. Yeah. Okay, so it was this wonderful thing that happened to me, but I was still, still in, 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 in the rapture of depression. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're not, ex- like I said, they're not ex- mutually exclusive here. Yeah. Okay, you know, um, you know, so wonderful things can occur, but horrible things can occur as well. It's, and it's so true. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, that's what it is. Okay. And it's an illness and people, you know, should not flippantly say, oh, I, I, you know, I was depressed a uh, weekend. No, no, you weren't. Okay. You might've been a bit sad 
upset, whatever. Okay, but depression does not come and go in the span of a weekend. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. And that's not to say you know we just describe um, disordered eating versus eating disorder. There's also, I think, a difference between sadness, a depressive episode, yep. and chronic diagnosed depression. Definitely. Mm-hmm. People who are going through, I always say, like examples, losing a job, getting a divorce, mm-hmm. um, major life events and feel really sad. They could be going through a depressive episode. They could go through one in their life and never have one again. Doesn't sure. mean that they don't need therapy. It doesn't mean no, that absolutely. they might potentially be put on yep. medication. But exactly. just understanding that you will never understand is just the best thing that you can do to help your peers who mm-hmm. have those chronic mental illnesses that they'll deal with for the rest of their lives. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And I think that also by distinguishing what is a mental illness and what is not a mental illness, you're also helping that person go through their lives because you don't want someone who's feeling sad to go on medication for it because no. you don't need to, if you're sad, you need to, if maybe you have chronic depression or you're going through Impressive episodes that aren't ending but you know it's important to distinguish when something is a mental illness and when something is not a mental illness yes mm-hmm. but i i oh, absolutely no, agree yeah. just yes. normalizing uh, the spectrum not that mm-hmm. just normalizing that it's it's okay first of all normalize therapy and psychiatry please mm-hmm. um yeah. even if you don't have a mental illness that doesn't mean that you couldn't benefit certainly from therapy but oh. even from psychiatry, but I think you're so right. Um, it's not like antidepressants are something that like anyone can take and like they'll only affect depressed people. Like it could mess up your brain chemistry. You could have too much serotonin in there. Like yep. that could, it could mess things up. You don't want to get put on medication if you don't uh, need it. Yeah. Mm. And all yep. the side effects. Oh. <laughs> could do a yeah, whole thing, a whole podcast <laughs> just on side effects and how frustrating they are. Absolutely. But yeah, I think uh, the biggest next step that us as a society can make, I think we've pretty much established that people get mental illness, but I think the next big leap is normalizing people. The the easiest example for me is sadness versus depressive episode versus chronic depression or a major depressive disorder. I think a major takeaway from this episode is really trying to get people to break through their comfortable categories of what they think an illness is. Yes. Right. Oversimplifying a very complex illness because it's easier for them to digest and Mm -hmm. sort of normalize the fact that things are much more complicated. And as much as we rely on things like the DSM to unpack what an illness is, Mm -hmm. that's not enough. because People are so much more complicated than a list of symptoms. And so we need to accept the fact that mental illness is much more messy than that. And everyone is so different. Yeah. I mean, the DSM doesn't even, it doesn't even touch treatments. That is not the point. It's the point is diagnosis. Yeah. And if it's like, it's, if that's too messy for the official manual of mental illnesses to even delve into, well, what are we all trying to do? You know? Exactly. And that's why first voice conversations like this podcast are so important. Yes, I hope so. Okay, I mean, it, you know, I've done conferences and podcasts and such before, and it's the first voice presentations that people listen to. Yeah, that people want to hear. Okay, so 
you know, hopefully people will listen to this podcast and, and others that we've done in, in the future um, and, 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 and do that. You'll listen. Take it in. Okay. Um, questions, let us know. Okay. But ah. first voice is critical. Okay. And I, I'm a big, I push hard at, at, at everywhere, any memes I attend or anything else. Okay. To push the first voice is important. Okay. My perspective is different than somebody who, has, who, who may have read, read a textbook. I'll do respect to, 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 to you know, people who do that, okay, you know. But, um, you know, our experiences, like we said before, are unique, right? Yeah. And what we share is critical information, okay, that, that, that no one else knows, okay. You know, and we have to you know, seek opportunities like, like we're doing here, here, here tonight to, 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 you know, discuss these, these topics, okay, and hopefully have people listen. Hopefully. At the very least, I know I learn something every day. So yeah, every I, time we you. have one of these, I'm, yeah. I, I learn something. So oh, yeah, yeah, there's too. a positive yeah. takeaway. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a great discussion, you guys. Yeah. Always. Letting off yeah. some steam. Yeah. <laughs> Group therapy. Yeah. Every Sunday. Yes. Uh, sounds great. All right. I'll talk to you all next Sunday, okay? All you right. Betcha. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Thanks Take care.